It's good to feel the presence of the Lord today. God wants to do something in your life, in my life today. I'm glad the Lord's on my side. You know, it's always easy to believe, well, the Lord's on Kayla's side, but I'm not sure about me. You know, the Lord will work in Lena's life, but my life, well, you know. No, no, he's on my side. Yes, he The is. scripture says, my side. See, those are verses that I had to settle in my own heart and life and spirit. Because sometimes we come from a lifestyle that we doubt that God could be on my side. But I'm here to tell you, he loves you with everything. The Lord's on your side. You being here this morning lets God know I'm, I'm hungry for more. I, I want to know more about you. Talk to me, Lord God. I, I know you've got more for me. I, I don't know how to grab a hold of it yet. I, I don't know everything there is about it. But, but God, I, I'm hungry for it. And, and I want to know, Lord, what do you have in, for my life? So good to have all of you here today. Welcome our visitors. We pray that this would be a wonderful time this morning. More than that, God would do something in your life. That when you walk out of this building, you're going to say, the Lord was in that place. Sunday school, you're dismissed. I just am excited for what the Lord is doing. And uh, you may be seated. I'm going to go to Luke chapter 1. And uh, we've had combined services for about six weeks. <laughs> so it's... It's good to be able to help out and to minister, but it's also kind of good to be here this morning with all of you and just seeing the Lord work and move. Uh, we were able to pick up 30 chairs yesterday for upstairs. It will be able to stay up there from the Sela Church, Life Church. They had 100 chairs they were going to get rid of, and so we got to grab 30 of them and, and uh, take them and let them be upstairs. We have our new signs up. Uh, so slowly but surely, we're kind of moving along the way of getting everything in place. And so I'm appreciative of what the Lord is doing and working. I feel the Holy Ghost wants to help us again today. Every time we come together, God wants to help us. I need help all the time. You know, when I was young, I don't need no help. Leave me alone. And the older I get, right, man, I'm a mess. God, I need your help in this area of my life. I've tried to handle it, but it didn't turn out so well. Lord, I thought I knew what I could do, and I had the answers to everything. But the longer I live, Lord, I don't got the answers to too much. So I'm learning a greater dependency in my relationship with God upon him. I'm looking for more direction than I ever looked before and walking with God. I, I don't know where you're at, but I want to please the Lord. I kind of want to be like Enoch. I want to have that testimony that I please God. That as I walked with him, that I had a relationship with him. And, and, and so much of that is, is allowing him to work in my life. Some of the misnomers we get sometimes is, I don't want to bother God with the small things. The older I get, I bother him with everything. No matter how small it may be, God, would you take care of this? 
would you help me with this? I know it doesn't seem like much, but, but God, I don't want you to ever think I could do this without you. See why I've learned that even the small things that I will turn over to him, he will take care of. Am I the only one in here that's ever prayed for a parking spot? God doesn't deal with parking spots. He does in my life. Because I say I can either walk three blocks or God, you can give me a spot right up front. I'd appreciate the spot up front. And I pull around there and there's a spot up front. I believe it's God. You can say, oh, it just happened to be. It was just circumstance. No, I prayed about it. It, it, I I let God know, even in the little things, God, which I used to think I got on my own, I don't want to do that anymore. Luke 1, verses 77 through 80 is where I want to begin today in looking to Scripture because that's where we have to look for answers, for direction, for the things that God wants in my life that I may not even be aware of this morning, but, but I want Him to work in my life in helping me. To give knowledge of salvation unto His people by the remission of their sins. Of course, we're dealing with Luke. We're dealing with the, the John the Baptist. Now we're into the birth of Jesus Christ. This is why He came, to bring salvation to you and I. That word salvation is an interesting word because it means to be delivered. I thank God he still delivers today. Because man, can we get ourselves in a mess, in a hurry sometime, caught up in things that, that, that are taking me a wrong direction. But God, have mercy on me. Help me get out of this mess. Deliver me from this relationship. Get me out of this addiction. Come on, get me out of this job. I thought it was the right job. But now that I got it, man, this thing is a curse. Help me find another one. So I'm the only one that's made mistakes in here, huh? Mistakes are what I learn from. Mistakes I will not let define me. When you let mistakes define you, you're going to live in depression. You're going to live in oppression. You're going to feel you can never amount to anything, never go anywhere, never do anything with your life. So I step back and say, man, I know what I won't do next time. I tried that and it failed. I tried that and it didn't work. So God, I'm not doing that anymore. But I'm not going to beat myself up either and say, man, you're worthless. You're no good. You can't do anything right. No, 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 no. I'm going to acknowledge some things. Through the tender mercies of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us. That word day spring there means that the uh, who hath light in himself and communicates that light to others. Jesus is the light of the world. And he's communicating that light unto us. That's all he's talking about in that day spring to you and I. I have life. I'm willing to give life. I have light. See, light illuminates things. You do realize in the day of candles, that was a pretty good invention. Didn't give a lot of light, but it was better than no light at all in a cave. In a tent. And the first shacks that they built, when that's all they knew to do. Then somebody realized that coal oil could give a little more light. 
And so we did that and put it in a container and put glass around it and put a wick in it. And we lit that. So now we got a little bit more light. And then thank God for Thomas Edison, who didn't give up on 100 failures, but said, I know I can make a light bulb, an incandescent light bulb. And when we do that, then we don't have coal oil and smell and fire and smoke the house out. All that black soot coming out of there. And so that was good. But now we've gone from that to LED. And things have got brighter and brighter and brighter. That's simply how your walk with God should be. We may start out as the candle. We, we, we may move up to the coil. Why? There's a little more light. I can see things clearer now than I did before. I, I, I'm walking with God. And now I have greater understanding. And the light bulb came on. I need God in my life. And then I, then I go from that as I'm walking with God. Then, then, then I go to LED. And whoa, things have really got bright around here. Because everything about God gets greater and greater and greater in my life. God never levels off. That's why you and I can never become content in my walk with God. Because he's always going to have more. Going to show more, reveal more, and do more in my life. And so again, he's trying to help me. To give light to them that sit in darkness. And in the shadow of death. He said, I'm going to bring light to people who wanted to commit suicide. But I'm going to bring light. Don't do that. Let the light dispel the darkness. Let the light drive out the depression. Come on. Let the light drive out the discouragement. Notice what he's saying. I want the light to come in. I know you sit in darkness right now. I know you think there's no hope. I, I know you think that what's the use? I might as well give up. I'm telling somebody today, do not give up. Light is on the way if you will allow it. And it will drive out the darkness that is in your life. But you got to let it. So the light. I want that light to work in my life. To do what? To guide our feet in the way of peace. Next verse, please. God's trying to help us this morning. And the child grew and was waxed strong in spirit and was in the desert till the days of his showing unto Israel. And that's when Jesus became 30, 30 years of age, which was the age of ministry there. And he steps on the scene and begins his earthly ministry there. Notice that the scripture says that God had visited us. Where does God visit me? Wherever I'm at. I could be in a jail cell today and, and if I said, God, are you real? He's going to visit me. I could be in a hospital wondering if I'm going to live or die and he'll visit me there. I could be in my home with all the windows and and curtains closed and, and dark as could be and, and the worst place I've ever been in my life I'm telling you God will come in and visit there and the light will begin to shine hope on your situation and into your problem but I've got to let that happen so God wants to visit us amen in this place he said those that sat in darkness those that were in the shadow of death God has a plan for your life and my life and it's not to walk in darkness I want you to understand there's a little bit of darkness in every one of us in this room tonight, starting with me. You have a dark side to you. I have a dark side to me. I'm just praying I got enough Holy Ghost it doesn't ever come out. I'm praying you got enough Holy Ghost in you it never comes out. We're going to deal with that more in a minute. Isaiah 9 and 2, the people that walked in darkness have seen great light. 
See, when Jesus would come on the scene, he's light. We're going to deal with some verses in a minute on that. But he illuminates things. He shows things. Light brings hope. Come on. Most people don't like darkness, do they? Anybody like this? walk into a dark room, can't see, trip over something, fall? We, we don't like that. that. That dark. And then some people are afraid of things in the dark. I used to be afraid of the boogeyman. I wasn't afraid of the dark. It was what was in the dark that bothered me. What I couldn't see. Isn't it interesting that the scripture said, and they that drink, drink in the night. They want to do things in the darkness, hoping nobody else sees. Hoping that everything, this drug's got to help me through my situation. No, it's darkness that's not going to help you. This alcohol had to knock off the edge. No, no, it's darkness. Darkness hasn't come to help you whatsoever. There's evil in darkness. So we got to realize I, I can't turn to darkness and feel that I'm going to get the help I really need in my life. It is only going to drive me deeper into more darkness in my life. i got to start fighting to get into the light, pushing toward the light, realizing this is where my help is. This is where my hope is. I find this an interesting verse in Exodus that helps us. 10 and 21. And the Lord said unto Moses, stretch out thine hand toward heaven, and that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may be felt. Am I the only one in here that's ever felt darkness? I've felt darkness. I've had the hair on the back of my head stand up in darkness. Going into places, being around very wicked and evil situations. Don't raise your hands, but if you've ever been involved in satanic worship or around it, that is a very, very dark place. I have had in my ministry to go into types of places like that, casting out devils and all kinds of things. I'll never forget walking in the house one day that one room was set up. They'd taken red paint and, 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 and a nine-inch roller and went around the top of this particular room with red paint and then just let it run down the wall like blood. That's what they wanted you to think. It was a simulation that they were looking for. In there, the keg was set up, a beer. In there, the dope was sitting. And so when you walked in to cast out those spirits, I'm here to tell you, the hair stood up on the back of my... I knew I was in bad territory. I knew I was walking into a place that was a very dark, dark place that Satan had a stronghold. But the scripture says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I can cast out devils in the name of Jesus Christ. Because why? I'm going to bring light to the situation. We are the light of the world. The light is shining through me and I will take the authority of the word of God and we cast those things out. Come on, that's why he's bringing me to the light. Not, not just to be a good person. No, I want to be that. There's more to it. And so the darkness, there, there is a dark side. There is a heaviness to darkness. Our flesh, human nature has a dark side. Pride has a dark side. It is light versus darkness, good versus evil, right versus wrong, which will you yield to? The heaviness. Have you ever done anything in your life that after you've done it, you felt so much guilt and shame? And with that comes such a heaviness. 
See, darkness brings heaviness into my life. Sin will bring heaviness into my life. It's hard to hold up my head. It's hard to, to, to do the things I want to do because of the heaviness of that. Do you realize that God wants to lift that heaviness off of you today where you can hold up your head, where you can be, be what God's asking you to be. So again, he's got a plan for my life. Darkness is in the world of drugs and alcohol. Darkness is in the world of gangs, the shooting, the, the drugs, the alcohol, pornography. On and on is the darkness of this world. In John chapter 8, we deal with a woman caught in the act of adultery. He tells a story. Can we go to John 8 and 12? When that story is done in verse 11, he makes this statement to you and I in verse number 12. He begins to help us understand the importance of, of, of allowing me to come into the light and to have fellowship with him and what he's wanting in my life. Then Jesus spake again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Notice what he said to that woman. Go and sin no more. You don't need to behave this way. You don't need to act this way. You don't need to do this anymore. I, I, I want you to walk in the light as I've given you light. I'll give you another chance. Uh, by the Mosaic law, you really should be stoned to death. But he's a God of grace and mercy. And he, and he forgave her at that point and he allowed her to realize that come on I don't want you to walk in this darkness anymore I know this is where I found you but this is not where you're going to stay I've got a better life for you you're going to walk in the light that I've got for your life light symbolizes righteousness that word righteousness is a simple word it just means doing right God said my light is going to shine on you. Simply, I'm going to help you to do what's right. I'm convinced that everybody in this sanctuary today, you know what's right. If I walked up to you and said, what do you think about that? That's not right. See, you, you, I don't know where you came from. But I came out of the world into this. Everything I did, I knew was wrong. I knew how I was behaving was wrong. I knew that shooting at people was wrong. I knew that fighting was wrong. I knew that drinking was wrong. I, I knew that going into houses that didn't belong to me and taking things out of them, that's wrong. But we did it anyway, huh? See, I knew the difference between right and wrong. I just refused to walk in it. Because at that time, I didn't know God. But when I came to God through a new birth experience of repentance and water baptism and in the infilling of the Holy Ghost, and that light began to shine into my life, I began to realize, you know, I don't have to do this on my own. I now have the help of God to help me say, no, I don't want to do that. No, I'm not going with you to do another drive-by. No, I don't want to do any more dope. No, I don't want to drink with you anymore. No, I don't want to go to the honky-tonks. No, no. I found light, and that light brings peace into my life. It brings joy into my life. I found comfort in my spirit I've never had before because of the light that shone in darkness that brought me out. Only through that born-again experience. 
does he bring me out of darkness into light? I'm here to tell you that born-again people can have a dark side. When God filled you and I with the Holy Ghost and the evidence of speaking in other tongues, Acts 1.8 said, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. See, there are things you'll never do in yourself. But with the help of God, he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, strengthens me, strengthens me. God, you strengthen me. I'm going to tell him no. You strengthen me. I'm not going there anymore. You strengthen me. I'm going to make those changes that I need to make. I know I can't do it in my flesh. My flesh is weak. But the scripture, my, my flesh, my carnality, that, that, that dark side of me is very, very weak. And it will yield to temptation without the help of God. So again, it's, it's that light that shines. Can I, can I give you some examples? Because you may say, Pastor, you're way off base this morning. I'm here to tell you, the most beautiful woman, that when she speaks, sugar just falls out of her mouth and down her chin and on and all. She's got a dark side. No, man, that, she's so calm. She's so nice. In fact, she doesn't even raise her voice. Just talk so gentle. Just go ahead and slap her kid one time and <laughs> see if that dark side doesn't pop up. <laughs> I don't know how much sugar was coming out two minutes ago. You're about to get a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, there, that's why I got to stay in prayer. Come on, that's why I got to stay in the Word of God because there is a dark side that can rise up in my life. Could you imagine if God forbid that someone killed one of your loved ones? And that happens across America and around the world all the time. You know, the dark side said, somebody's going to pay for that. The dark side will make me go get a gun. And I'll purchase that gun and I'll get bullets for it. And somebody's going to pay. That's the dark side of my thinking. I know where he lives. Come on. Let's go wait. Let's just beat him half to death, not all the way. None of you think thoughts like that, I know, but this is all for the people who are not here today. This is how they think. But I'm telling you, you've got to realize there is a dark side to every one of us. None of you have ever said, I hope they fall and break their neck, have you? It's just the dark side. Because you really know that's not right. So again, we begin to realize. Anybody ever lost a job and you felt like you, don't raise your hand, and you got cheated? Did you say, God bless this company? God, I hope they all get a raise. I hope vacation goes to two weeks for them instead of one. Oh, no. God, I hope they go broke tomorrow. Hope the building floods tonight. See, that's my dark side. Every one of us tonight. That's why we have to be born again of the water and the spirit. Or you are never going to keep this dark side under control. Do you know why people 
Do you realize a statistic I read some years ago? People in mental hospitals, many of them do not belong there. But because of unforgiveness, and they've allowed that dark side to rise up in them and take control of their thoughts, it literally has drove them to the place of being crazy. Because all they're consumed with is how to retaliate, how to get back at that situation or that people or that situation. When simple repentance, God, I'm sorry for living this way, thinking this way, and I'm going to put it on the altar right now. Do you realize how much sanity and peace could come back into somebody's life? See, when I allow darkness to take over in my life, and how's it going to take over in my thought process? It's going to take me places I don't belong. That's why i got to come back and start rebuking spirit. No, I'm not going to think that way. You know, we love this verse. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. But you know how we pray that? Get them, God. Get them. Sick them. Hope they break their neck. Hope they're in a car wreck. God, vengeance is yours. Just do something. God's going, you just missed the whole point. Romans 4 and 2 said, For the goodness of God leadeth a man to repentance. See, I'm saying I hope they fall and break their neck. And God said, But if you'd pray that I'd bless them, and through the blessings of God they would come to repentance. Isn't that all you're after anyway? Isn't all you're after is that apology for how they treated you, which was wrong and incorrect? See what I'm saying? But see, when my flesh gets in control, when my dark side takes over, I'm praying the opposite of the will of God. To bring reconciliation to the problem. So I have to realize, I, I, I can tell myself, no man, you're good as gold. All you are is light. You know, I know when I look in the mirror, there's a dark side to that dude. But I don't want the dark side to ever come back up. So I keep it pushed down in a place of prayer and fellowship with light. Which drives out darkness. I might be praying and the Lord speaks. You really don't want to hold on to that. I've literally had God speak to me at times and say, you need to get over that. Because it took me to the dark side in my thinking. Whether you know whether it's right or wrong, you still have to let God be God. And you and I still have to be Christians. Come on, you and I still have to be. Come on, he said, you are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. I want your light, your walk with God, how people have hurt you, wronged you, and things they've done for you. I want that to shine on your job. Come on, when the guy beside you got the promotion, but you've been there longer, and in your mind, you should have got it. But you didn't get mad and quit. You didn't just break a whole bunch of things on the job, you know, equipment, throw things away that just would cost the company money. See, that's my dark side. That's my dark side. So I have to come back to that place and say, no dark side. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm walking with Jesus. And I want him to lead me how he wants me to. Galatians 5 and 22. This is what happens if you want to keep the darkness out of your life and and, and walk in the light as he is the light of the world. This is what he's got for you and I. Because things pop up, don't they? 
Every one of our lives, we, we could pretend tonight, nah, I never get mad, I never get upset, nothing bothers me. Well, that's the first thing you can repent of. It's not true. Go to verse 24, would you, Tim? I give you 22, but I don't think I want 24. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh. Now catch that. How do I crucify my flesh in repentance? By denying. By denying. No, you're not going there. No, you're not going to. No, no. That drink is not going to help me, and I know that. That joint is not my answer. I'm going to crucify this flesh. I know the flesh wants it, but my spirit wants a relationship with God. The dark side wants to tell me that synthetics can heal my problem, but they really can't, folks. They call it addiction. I just get deeper and deeper in my addiction, and my problems just get bigger and bigger and bigger. So he says, no, 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 no. you got to crucify that flesh. That flesh wants it, but you got to tell your flesh, no, 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 no. Greater is he is in me than he is in the world. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. No, no, I'm not going down that road. I, I might have to pray and fast. I, I may have to, to seek God. I, I may have to get with brothers in the Lord and say pray for me I got some bad thoughts in my mind I got some temptations coming in my spirit would you help me come on I gotta get more light around me I, I, I don't feel I got enough light I really want to see things how they really are my flesh will never show me a full picture darkness versus light 1 John chapter 1, 5 through 9. 1 John chapter 5, 1 through 9. I, I want to deal with, with, with this light thing for a few minutes here and, and help us understand why, why it is so important to allow the light to work in my life. And, and, and God is light. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begatteth, loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. I want to walk in light because I want to keep his commandments. I like what it said in, in, in later in this verse. It said, and his commandments are not grievous. Whatever God is asking of me is not really a hard thing. Look at it this way. God is only interested in my best interest. What he asked me to stay away from is for my best interest. People who are not healthy for me, and God tells me to separate myself from them. I'm not better than they are. I'm just better off, and I'll behave better. I'll feel better about myself if I don't allow their influence in my life to make me walk in darkness. That's all God's trying to say. I, I want you to walk in the light. I love you. I died for you. You're important to me. I got a ministry for your life. I got a plan and a purpose for your, your existence. Oh, God is trying to help me. And for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. I need chapter 1. Can I go to 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 through 9? I want to deal just, just a little bit more. 
This is the message which ye have heard of him and declared unto you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. I want you to catch that. In him there is no darkness at all. Okay? He's trying to help me understand something. Okay? If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not tell the truth. Okay? But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Because I'm coming into the light. I'm repenting of the things that I have done wrong. Okay? If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If I'm not going to admit to the dark side of my life, that's where I'm going to put myself. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All he's asking for is simple confession. God, I can't do this on my own. I've tried and I've tried, but, but I just really can't do it. I want to go to the Gospel of John chapter 1. I want to start in verse 1 of John chapter 1. And, and I want to read down through these 13 verses for a minute. Because again, we're going to deal with light and darkness and the process of coming out of the darkness if we would allow it to work in our life. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. If I'm going to get a life, he's the light. If I'm going to pull things together, if I'm going to be Christ-like, if I'm going to have change in my life, and I need change, desperately need change in my life, this is how it's going to happen. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. You can witness to some people, and they just don't get it. Because of the darkness. Because of where they're at in their life at that time. They're rejecting light. They're rejecting truth. They're rejecting the things of God. You do realize that when you share the gospel with somebody, and they reject you, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting the gospel. See, we get offended because we think they're rejecting me. No, you can't save them. I can't save them. But the one who can save them is the one they're rejecting, okay? There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. So he was a light of the world. He wanted them to realize, uh, or John was letting us know that Jesus was a light of the world, and he was coming to bear witness of that light. But he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That that was the true light, which lieth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him. Isn't that amazing? And the world knew him not. He walked among them, and they had no idea who he really was. He came unto his own. And his own received him not. He came into Israel. Israel said, we don't want you. We're not interested in your gospel, your message, and uh, rejected him. But as many as received him, I want you to catch this, not that believed in him. You cannot get to heaven simply believing in God. 
but as many as received him. This is interesting because the word received here means received everything that Jesus has for us. It's not just saying Jesus come into my life. It's saying Jesus, I'm willing to receive, thus saith the Lord. I'm willing to walk in the light as you are the light. I am willing to receive this. To them gave he power to become. Everybody say to become. This is a lifelong journey. You're not going to get there overnight. You can't get rid of everything overnight in your life. But you can start with one thing and begin to work on one thing and begin to realize when I conquer this one thing in my life, it brings a little more light into my life. I see things even clearer because I've overcome this. Now I can begin to work on this over here. So notice my walk with God, I'm going to learn to become what God is trying to do in my life, build in my life, work in my I'm not getting there overnight. Nope, 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 nope. See, that, that, I think that's where so many people get in trouble in their walk with God. We come to God and we have this expectation of super Christian overnight. We don't learn to pray like we really need to pray our first week in the Lord. We haven't even read enough in a week to make a dent in the Bible. Come on, this is a process. And when you can understand, God, just help me enjoy the journey. God, help me enjoy the process that I'm walking in. I may not be perfect, but I'm working on some things. I've worked with family, folks. It was a mess. Guy was beating his wife. You know, I didn't care if he smoked cigarettes or not. Just stop beating your wife for now. Come on, we're not fixing it all overnight. But let's take the most important things and start working on that. Stop putting all this fear in your children. Start beat, Stop beating your wife like that. Let's pull it together and start living for God. And we made a process. I remember a guy came to me about six months after I had this family in church and, and we're working on something. And he come to me and he said, and them people call themselves Christians? Did you see what they do? I said, I saw it really clear. I, I see it. Well, how can you say they're Christians? You had to have seen them six months ago. I'm really happy for where they're at today. Because they're not doing near the things that you... Are, are they squeaky clean? No. Are we squeaky clean? No. But I'm working on something. I'm letting the light of the gospel come into my life and illuminate things to me and let His voice speak to me and say, Hey, I want you to work on this. Here's some steps I want you to take. I'm going to bring you into greater light of my, of my journey that I have for you. So God is trying to take me someplace to become the sons of God back up one to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name believing on that name of Jesus understanding he died for my sins I'm believing it next verse which were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of God this new birth experience Go to John chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, if you would, for a moment. As we begin to kind of unfold this, this situation. Kim, would you come? I'm, I'm going to capture today, with the help of the Lord, this dark side. I'm going to put to rest this dark side. 
There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That word S-E-E-E -E there, that word see, does not mean vision. It means revelation. It means understanding. Have you ever talked to anybody about something and you're not getting anywhere? You know, you're, you're, you're talking to them and it's like a deer in headlights. So you can tell they're just not getting this. Whatever you're explaining. Then all of a sudden, and they go, I see, I see. They didn't see anything. Revelation came. Understanding came. See what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, I, I got it now. I got it. So what Jesus is saying until revelation comes and understanding comes, you, you'll never see the kingdom of God. Jesus answered, Nicodemus says unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Barely, barely, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. My first step toward God to get rid of my dark side is repentance. God, I'm sorry for how I live my life. I'm sorry for allowing this into my life and into my spirit, Lord. Even if I knew better, I still can repent. And the blood of Jesus Christ can begin to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I thank God he's got a way out. Thank God I don't got to stay in the darkness and live in the misery and the pain and the hurt and the suffering. But there's a way out. Born of the water is simply going down into the waters of baptism in the name of Jesus. Jesus died for my sins. I died to sin through repentance. They took him off of a cross and buried him in a tomb. I'm buried with him in baptism for the remission of sin, for the washing away of sin, for the answer of a brand new conscience for God, to take on the power and authority of the name of Jesus. I take that on in baptism. That's why it's so important. It's not a public showing that says I'm going to live for God. No, no. There, there's some powerful miracles that are going to take place when I go down into that water. Some in this generation deal with voices in their mind from the world of addiction. When we've taken them down in the water and they come back out of the water, the miracle of deliverance has happened in their life. And they tell me, Pastor, I, I, I don't have any more voices in my mind. They're gone. Come on, medication can't do that. Mind over matter can't do that. But simply obeying the gospel of Jesus Christ can do it. Born of the Spirit, he said, I want you to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. The word baptism means to be totally merged in a liquid or a substance. The substance is the Spirit of God. He wants to baptize you in that Spirit. Why? But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Power to do what? I'm going to be an overcomer. I'm tired of being overcome. I'm tired of being defeated. When God wants to give me the power to be the overcomer. To be the one that's got enough backbone to say no. Enough strength to say I'm not going down that road anymore. Come on. I can't do it on my own. But if I allow the plan of God to work in my life, do you realize it can happen? All of us that are here today, we didn't do this on our own. 
we had to cry out to God. Father, I can't do this anymore. I can't live this way anymore. You've got to step into this situation and you're going to have to help me, Lord. Because I'm too weak. I, I can't say no on my own, Lord. And, and I find myself, then I, then I live in all this guilt and all this shame and all this condemnation because I yielded to that situation, to that temptation. But God, I don't want to live that way anymore. Then you need the power of God. You need the power of God. The baptism of His Spirit working in your life. Receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost is simple. You have to repent. Then you come to a place you stop repenting and you begin to worship God. You can't get the Holy Ghost filled with bitterness. You've got to let go. Come on. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. God's going to help you. But, but there's some things that when God deals with you to repent about, you've you got to let go of them. Then you have to worship. As you begin to worship God in true sincerity, do you realize you're going to be caught up in the spirit of that worship? God inhabits the praises of his people. God loves that worship. Then God begins to put sounds and syllables into your mouth. By faith, you have to speak them. God gave the Holy Ghost to them that obeyed him in Acts 5 and 42. God's not going to speak in tongues. You are. You're going to yield by faith to God as you're worshiping him. The voice, the, the voice of God putting those sounds into your spirit. And it will be nothing you've ever heard before. Because God said, I'm going to baptize you. Do you realize the baptism of the Holy Ghost is a baptism of God's love? God is a spirit, the Bible said. God is love. And God is going to baptize you with his love. That's why now, because I have the love of God in my life, it's easier for me to say, no. No, no, I got something better than that. I found something greater than that. I've, I've literally done a lot of work in the world of recovery. And I've had people relapse and, and go back to the world of addiction. To come back to me and say, Pastor, how come I couldn't get high? I sit on a bar stool and close the bar down, and I drank and I drank and I drank, but I couldn't get the buzz I was there for. I said, Oh, that's simple. I said, When God gave you heaven's best in the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you think you're going to go out in this world and some type of synthetic is going to match or beat that? Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Come on, this world cannot come up with anything that can match the love of God. This world cannot come out with anything that will bring peace that passes all understanding. Come on, this world cannot fabricate anything out there that God can simply give to you free of charge this morning. Would you stand with me? Where are you at this morning in your own personal walk with God? Have you been tormented with some things from the dark side? You have power and authority over them in the name of Jesus this morning. You may say, but preacher, this thing's controlled me. You can walk out of here free today. It doesn't have to control you. There is a God of deliverance. A God that takes away the urge, the desire, and the crave. He will take it away. We call it deliverance. Because that's what God does. God does not want that dark side to rule and reign in my life. 
but God wants that light shining in my spirit today. He loves you this morning. If you're here, you've never been baptized. I want you to pray about it today. If you're here, you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I want you to pray for it today because it's a power to overcome that dark side and realize, you know, I don't have to have that control me anymore. I don't have to worry about what I'm doing and where I'm going and who I may bump into because with that in my life, there's nothing that I can't overcome. This altar is open. What do you need this morning? Your answer lies in the altar where God can alter your situation. Is it a voice that torments you today? That's it. Come on. There's victory in this altar today. Oh, there's victory in the name of Jesus Christ. There's power to overcome today. Yes, Lord. I'm not going to let that dark side conquer my life. Uh-uh. I want light. I want the light of the world to shine on me. That I can shine forth, Lord. 